0: Figure out what you value and watch for it. In his 2013 teacher's college lecture called Grading and Assessment, What Works? Doug Reeves advised that schools spend more time thinking about what impact they most want their curriculum to have. He suggested conceptualizing that impact as a set of values that the school could then try to measure. From there, it's all the more important to have local markers of growth in that school. And signs of student prowess as the state test isn't gonna be a very useful assessment for English learners. For instance, a school we work with in Danbury, Connecticut, with many bilingual students and multiliterate students, most valued that kids were becoming multiliterate. The students developed literacy in multiple languages while becoming proficient in English as well. This school then might emphasize publishing student writing in multiple languages in ways that the state assessment would not. A school in Seattle that we work with thought that the greatest impact of their reading curriculum was that kids were changed by their books, especially that they developed more empathy. And so they invited kids to keep tallies, not of how many pages or books they had read, but of how often they had stood up for someone or connected with someone. They looked for signs that reading was making the students different. Mark School, IS 289, looks for how kids have cultivated concerns for social justice. And those concerns reveal themselves in the art and music they produce, as evidenced by the opera the seventh grade produces. One way to think about assessment, then, is to think big. Think conceptually. Ask yourself, what kinds of behaviors and habits are we hoping kids will display as a result of this work? What would signs of growth look like? Can we see it in their writing, in what they read, in their music and art, in the way they treat each other, in the questions they ask? Let's take some of the civic virtues taught across this book. If you teach kids and teachers to articulate and value their identities and to be sensitive to the biases that citizens in your communities experience, such as the suffering of microaggressions, the fear in response to breaking news, the internalizing of oppressive discourse, Then you can also invite students and teachers to watch for and document times when students speak up on behalf of others, times when they recognize the varied and sometimes urgent needs inside the community, times when they speak back to damaging stereotypes. If you teach kids to build background knowledge, read multiple sources, question texts, and read closely and critically, then you can research and watch for how they begin to internalize those habits. For instance, you can study how or if kids borrow text in anticipation of a new research topic, how they choose text, browse and preview text sets, contribute to text sets, and so on.